Well, hello, everybody. We're Grand Forks' best source. We're GFBS. I'm John Roberts. As we're giving Grand Forks an identity again. Show today is brought to you by Home of Economy. Join us. We're going to be live at Home of Economy Saturday, June 13th, week for tomorrow. It's the Fair Food Extravaganza. Oh, yeah, fair food. We might not have the fairs around here, but the food definitely will be at Home of Economy. Skip's Gourmet Grub, Top Hog, Little Bangkok, S&S Specialty Foods, Bratwurst Kings. How about Buckley Concessions with those delicious mini donuts? Tacho Man, Yum Yum Truck, Berry Burst Frozen Yogurt, and Frozen Blended Coffee. Going to be some good stuff. And you'll find awesome one-day savings throughout the entire store. Tell you what, go to Home of Economy's event page. You click if you're going to attend. Uh, kind of give the vendors an idea how many hungry people are going to be there. Join us. We'll bro- broadcast uh, all day. And uh, you'll win some swag, too, if you find us. Fair food extravaganza a week from tomorrow, June 13th, at Home of Economy in Grand Forks. And before we get rolling with the show, it is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. And here is the joke my neighbor told me uh, today. How many fishermen does it take to change a light bulb? How many fishermen does it change? Does it take to change a light bulb? No answer. One. But you should have seen the size of that light bulb. All right. <laughs> I thought that was kind of good. Uh, we're talking fishing today. Red River Valley Catfish Club is here. Uh, say hi to Chris Rude and Brad Durek. How are you guys doing? Always good. Always good. Thanks for having us, John. Yeah. Um, the Catfish Club, uh, the league. We're going to talk about all of this stuff. Uh, first off, tell the people who don't know any better about the Red River Valley Catfish Club. What do you guys do? Well, we've been around now since about 2003. Mm-hmm. I wasn't involved until I think five years ago. And we gave it a complete facelift and put in some new stuff and brought a lot of new people out. And now we're running 30, 35 boats every Wednesday night. It's gotten to be Kind of a Wednesday night family, so to speak. And we've got a lot of kids in there. we got a lot of people fish with their buddies, their kids, their wives. I mean, we got it all down there. So catching fish, having fun. Just get out of the house. All right. Now, these are actually guys on the board of directors of the fishing club. And Chris, how long have you been with these guys? Uh, five years. Okay. Uh, so what I started, um, I guess I was always a softball player in town here. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for something to do. Uh, and there was an article in the Herald about how the, the club was struggling to get numbers. I think at that point, they were down to maybe 12 boats on a regular night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, what better way to take advantage of a local resource here? So uh, I went out, bought a riverboat, signed up for a league, and we've been, on a, we've been on a tear ever since as far as numbers go. You know, um, years ago, when the Catfish Club first started going, uh, they were going pretty strong, and they had some, some other side bet kind of contests. And then when they quit doing uh, a couple of them, a, a lot of the guys were mad. A lot of guys quit fishing, and the club was struggling. But it's guys like you, you, Nelly, and all those guys uh, now with the uh, social media savvy, and, and we're getting out there a little more. Man, I tell you what, you put 35 boats in the red at one night on a Wednesday night. That, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just great to see. Um, it's great to see the support from the community coming out. A lot of people just come out just to see the boats take off, come in, just as kind of a little event going on each and every week on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is just getting people out and utilizing the resource right in our backyard. Can't say that enough. Uh, one thing about the river is I think people just always have that in their back of their mind that it's, it's the river and they're not quite sure what to expect because they're not familiar with it. They go out on a 
typical weekend they're running to Lake of the Woods or Devil's Lake. Well, this is a great option for something to do during the week. You can still do those things on the weekend if you want, but hey, guess what? If you work till five and you want to go fish for a couple hours, take the kids, um, you know, head on down there, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I, I just know for myself, I've gotten a lot of neighbors introduced to the river, and the best thing to do is just say, hey, jump in the boat. Mm-hmm. It's their first time ever. And, and, you know, that's a good thing, too, because, um, you know, a lot of people, they've got the boat, which is spendy. Gas uh, is not very cheap. And if you're going to drive to Devil's Lake or Lake of the Woods, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but it's going to cost you. Now, I think I've been out uh, probably a half a dozen times on the red this year. I still don't think I've used a half tank of gas in my boat. Uh, you don't have to put on tons of miles on your boat to go catfishing. No. no, you don't. And, uh, and one thing I would just say, though, you know, with that is because it is economical and it's like it, the catfish don't care what kind of boat you have, mm-hmm. what you're using for a setup. It is relatively very inexpensive. Um, so it, it is something that it is easy to get into. And when the fish are biting, it's a, it's a ton of fun. Oh, boy, I tell you what, you catch your first 15-plus pounder, and it's a blast. Brad, why don't you tell us how a typical Wednesday goes for the Red River Valley Catfish Club? Well, I get a little different view than everybody else. Yeah. I usually swing in late. <laughs> so, <laughs> because so, you've been out there all day. I've been out fishing all day. But uh, registrations, just walk up, sign the sheet. Pay your $10. If you're in for big fish, it's another 5 So mm-hmm. 15 bucks. it's not going to break your bank for a Wednesday evening. Then make sure your boat's in line, ready to go. And then once everybody goes, they can start fishing at 6 o'clock. Uh, that's where things are different for me because I stay up on the beach and wait to weigh. Now, mm-hmm. this year, with the current situations, things have changed there. So, you know, we do take the boat out and doing some on-the-water weighing just to make sure everybody's spread out and doing what we're supposed to do right now. But on a typical Wednesday, in a typical year, after everyone's out fishing and we're getting the side pot stuff set up behind the scenes, we get a lot of people driving through. What's going on? How Mm -hmm. do I get involved? Is the fishing fun here? So we end up spending an hour answering questions every Wednesday when we're working the scales. Now, obviously, we lock the trailer and get in the boat, so we're not getting that so much this year, but we've only had one week. It'll, It'll come around. And, and, you know, uh, to join the league for the year, it's $20 a person. Uh, you pay $5 a person per night, and the club pays, like, four of that back every night, too. Yeah, we pay uh, 80% payback. So running a 30-boat night, first place is $150. Yeah, and then that uh, little side bet that we do every night, if you want to throw in an extra 5 bucks, winner take all, pretty cool stuff. That was 150 bucks the other night, too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the thing is, is uh, it's not all about uh, just going and, fishing for money uh the club does a lot of things too um let's talk about like uh the one year it was take a kid fishing we've uh taken vets out fishing too yeah we've had two special event nights two years ago we had a kids night all of our members came down on a wednesday night there was no league but they all came down because it was on their schedule we took 31 kids that night each one got a plano tackle box just for showing up we went fishing for two hours took a couple pictures sent them in you know, a lot of the kids, a lot of the parents had never been on the red before. So that was a pretty neat experience. And then last year we stepped away from that and worked with Hometown Heroes Outdoors and brought uh, veterans everywhere from the Korean War mm-hmm. to, to current conflicts. Yep, and yep. we did basically the same thing. And then, you know, veteran John Stempinski and his wife Liz, they brought their big grill down, cooked for everybody. I mean, we had quite an oh, event yeah. last year. 
And uh, I tell you what, those vets that went with, man, they had a good time too. And fishing was really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about good fishing and our waterway and our fishery here on the uh, Red River of the North, how many different kinds of species of fish have you caught on this river? Because I have caught tons of different kinds of fish. Uh, yeah, it's, I haven't made a list, but I should have. I've caught everything from actual a muskie mm-hmm. wow. to smallmouth bass. See, I grew up uh, down Wapton, so we're, mm-hmm. where the Red River starts in Breckenridge. So I've, uh, I've kind of been following it through my years now. I'm getting further north, but hopefully I don't end up in Canada here. So <laughs> They might not let you back. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it is an awesome fishery, everything from sturgeon. To, you just, that, and that's the beauty of it's almost like fishing the, you know, any river, but like the tail race or anything, but you, you hook up with something. You, you don't quite know what you got mm-hmm. until it hits the surface or in the net. So uh, that kind of keeps it interesting and uh, which keeps it a lot of fun too. Well, even uh, I believe it was about a week ago, uh, one of the guys in our club was out catfishing and caught like an 11-pound walleye. Yep. I mean, it was a nice walleye. And, and you're going to find people targeting walleyes like early spring and late fall on the red because uh, a lot of people don't realize they don't have to go all the way out west or all the way up north to catch a walleye too. <laughs> uh, I know, Brad, uh, you've caught many different kinds of fish, many different species. You got to tell us again about that story about the sturgeon because I, I, I could repeat that every time you're on the show. Well, you asked what we caught. I can't list them all off the top of my head, but I did get eight species one day. Wow. I can't list them all off, mm-hmm. but it was just day walleye fishing with a, either a jig or a minnow or something, and we had eight species on my hook that day. So tell us about the sturgeon incident. Right. So I'm up with, in Drayton with some friends fishing below the dam. We're just having some fun. and. I netted a catfish, and as I turned around to bring the fish in the boat, I saw a flash out of the corner of my eye. It was right at dusk, and I heard a loud thump, and I turned around, and there was a 29-inch sturgeon laying on the floor. <laughs> well, he must have followed the line up or something, uh-huh. and I saw the flash of him over it, but he high-jumped the side of my boat and landed on the floor. Isn't that nuts? And <laughs> the way he came in and the way he landed, he could have been a 60-incher, and wouldn't have hurt anything. Mm-hmm. It would have been. It was just like the perfect jump. Now here's the thing. That was probably 2014 or 15. I still have yet to actually catch a sturgeon on this river. Yeah, not <laughs> how that works. I've even caught uh, burbot on this river before. Yep. In fact, I caught two of them. I think last year. Crappies. Oh, yeah, crappies. Oh, boy. And I tell you what, when you get up Still north here, list to get. yeah, cold weather crappie, it, in my opinion, I think tastes better than walleye, uh, at least from up here in the north country in the tundra. Um, let's talk about the, the COVID-19 coronavirus and what it's doing to tournaments. Um, we're going to talk about how your tournament, Brad's, uh, are, are being tweaked, but uh, no cats incredible this year. I can only remember one year in forever since uh, that's happened. 2011, it was canceled due to high water. Nothing anybody could do about that. Um, I did speak with the firemen a few days ago, and I, I get it. I mean, they're in rescue and search and taking care of people business, and they just couldn't risk their personnel to put on an event mm-hmm. and be in the public. So I, I get it. And, you know, uh, when you have a tournament at that, of that magnitude and that brings that many out-of-towners uh, into town, Chris, uh, working uh, at Shields, manager over there, that's got, to affect, that's got to affect businesses, especially like yours. Yeah, and it's not, you know, obviously fishing. All, a lot of these events that have been postponed or even worse, canceled for the summer. I mean, yeah, it doesn't definitely uh, 
help situation as far as you know bringing in tourism uh, and people from outside the area. Uh, but it's one of those things. I guess it it is what it is. And um, I think the first tournament that I know of in North Dakota will be tomorrow out at Devil's Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having the uh, casino tournament, a one day event with a hundred boats, and that filled up right away. And I think there's a couple AIM tournaments out there as well. So. Um, there's a few things, so we're slowly getting back to the new normal or whatever you want to call it. Don't say that. How about the <laughs> so, new old norm? So are you saying the Cats Incredible was uh, canceled because the fire department can't monitor the water? Well, their union was the operation source behind mm-hmm. it. They're the ones that put it they on. They put it on. Oh, they were the gotcha. promotion group. Okay. They, they were the logistical group. And, you know, I, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. they got to look out for their own safety and public safety. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a quick pause here. Let's look at some pictures uh, from the oh, – Brad, if you can – was that the start of maybe the Shields – no, that's just a regular league night, isn't it? Um, yeah, that just looks like a typical Wednesday at the North Landing. Yeah, the North scroll. Landing. Go ahead if you can keep scrolling here. Oh, I, look at that. I know the kid on the right. Yeah, and that big fat guy on the left. <laughs> It's all head. <laughs> yeah, and I had a lot more, but this is all I was able to download from my phone right now. So the videos were too big a file to even that's, uh, uh, transfer. That's our new member, uh, Bladen Schroeder. Oh, sure. Let's see what else we got. That's uh, our big fish leaders for the year, Brandon and Darwin Lunsky. Those Lunskys are always in the money, aren't they? They're good. All of them are. Uh, let's see. Who do we got there? I'm not sure of that one. It looks like Tony Weber. Yep, yep, it is. Big water, that's what they call him. Yeah, there's a, I believe that'd be, is that Mr. Lunny? No, that's uh, Andre Fortune. Oh, and sure. Brian, uh, Brian Severson. And their dog. And their dog. And their dog. And that's one thing that is really cool about the league, uh, where it isn't just confined to the two people that are fishing, uh, two members in the boat. If you want to expose other people, and like I said, that's our mission to expose as many people as we can to the resource. So if, if you have you know, friends, uh, buddy, family members that wants to jump in the boat for the night, now obviously you can only use the four rods, but to have extra people in the boat, absolutely. We encourage that just to get more people out on the river, experience it, and I've seen a lot of those where they've jumped in the boat. Next thing you know, they're buying a boat to get into the league. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when I moved here, uh, me coming from northwestern Minnesota, I was a Lake of the Woods walleye guy. And uh, same thing kind of with you, Chris, um, was... Uh, <laughs> <Hey>, what was that? <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was a softball player. And um, after numerous back and knee surgeries, I thought, i got to find something a little easier on the body. And I'd worked with a guy that had been trying to get me out to go catfishing with him. And I just didn't really have any interest in it until the first time I went. And I caught, got into one that was over 20 pounds, my very first catfish. And, I mean, it's like a drug. Oh, it is. You just can't stop. And that's another great thing about what the club does is if you want to – maybe you're one of those guys that's on the fence. You don't know if you should put your boat on the river. Maybe you think it's a little dangerous. Maybe you think it's too muddy like a lot of people do because there's a little dirt in the water. But – uh and you hit it too. It doesn't matter if you've got a small boat with a tiller motor on it. I mean, you have to be careful on all bodies of water, but uh, anybody can join. And if you're interested in maybe a ride along with us one night, uh, get a hold of us and we'll let you know how that all works. And uh, we'd be glad to take you out. Um, let's talk tournaments now um, besides Cats Incredible. Brad, why don't you give a list? Of, I know there's some really exciting tournaments coming up here. Well, I'm going to leak one. but uh... All right. I've been waiting for this. The first one, and 
you know, Chris at Sh and Shields have been a great partner is the Shields Boundary Battle. This mm -hmm. is its sixth year. It's a 50 boater. It's been full since October. It's got a waiting list of I don't even know how many waiting to get into it. That's coming up here the 27th and 28th of this month. It's uh, the reason it's called the Boundary Battle is because of the dam in town. We make all anglers fish below it day one and above it day two. So, the you know, we have groups that like the top and like the bottom we make them fish both mm -hmm. so that's coming up the end of the month we've had to make a few minor changes to it but we are a go uh you know some of the basic rules of launching and loading have changed and tightened up a little bit because of the coronavirus uh, we're going to do a pretty normal way in until the last couple hours when it gets busy then we're going to shift to the drive through out on the water just mm -hmm. to make everything move and keep people spread out yep but uh there's you know one team's going to win 5500 bucks or could win 5500 bucks at that tournament it's categorized the money's okay. spread out so you got to win categories to win money and lots of people get checks out of that one and it's uh and and before we go on with uh, other tournaments that the shields boundary battle now we've got teams and, and you'll be able to say more about this from all over the midwest and with this kind of format, it's a, it's a really different format. And the time of the year uh, that you have this tournament, it usually is about the toughest time of the year to catfish. But um, I, we couldn't stress it enough how many of these guys from out of state absolutely think this is the best tournament around. Well, a lot of tournaments, and you know, I'm going to talk about Drayton in a minute, but a lot of the tournaments, if you have a terrible day one, you're sunk. You're done. And because it's categorized and we have big fish, heaviest slot, daily winners, and a bunch of other things, if you have a terrible day one, there's still $2,000 in brand new money for you on day two. It's great tournament. So, I mean, this, is, this one's my baby. Um, Chris has worked with me on it since day one. They've been a fantastic supporter of it and everything catfishing for that matter. So the Shields Boundary Battle is, is by far my baby. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm... I've been changing the rules basically daily to make sure this thing goes. Yeah, and a lot of people will be surprised about this too, uh, but this is the first tournament around here to use a polygraph test. And, yeah, and we introduced polygraph and, the very first time. Yeah, and, and people are like, are you kidding me? You make them take a lie detector, but tell us some of the reasons why. And, and, and gosh, you know, you hate cheaters, but tell us some of the ways guys can, can cheat. Well, the big one is we have that slot limit and the no culling law. Mm -hmm. so you can't sort fish. You got to make your decision on the spot and put your, if your fish hits the live well, it's got to be weighed. And this takes that out of there. We don't have to catch them in the act because they still got to answer to the polygraph test. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of blurted this out at the very first meeting was if you're going to cheat, don't cheat good enough to win. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> yeah. laughed, Yeah. But our, but our polygraph man, uh, Derek Zimmel said, he said, that's the best thing you could have ever said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he explained the system to him and how it works. And that first tournament, we had 27 boats and 50 other teams standing there to see how the polygraph was going to work. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys were kind of iffy. Now, it's funny. He shows up to a rules meeting. Everybody goes up and shakes his hand and goes, I really want to talk to you on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> so, and, and here's a great example of that. Um, okay, when, when we were fishing the uh, Shields boundary battle last year, um, my partner and I, we have our, our kind of deal that we, we follow. We try to average 15 pounds per fish for the big fish. And we had stuck a, like a 19.8 right off the bat. And then we caught like a 14 pounder. So we were at our 15 pound average. Five minutes later, we catch one that was almost 22 pounds, which we figured it out probably cost us about two grand. 
and uh, a couple of tears shed as we released him. It was probably three because you would have won the day. <laughs> yeah, we. Were, well, that just hurt me a little bit more. Oh boy, yeah, you don't want to risk failing that. No. So. Uh, another thing about uh, the Catfish Club, all the catfish tournaments, it's all catch and release. All the fish are healthy. For the most part, I mean, in all the years I've been doing this, I can only think of a couple of times where a fish didn't make it. Uh, it was probably, you know, stressed out before it was caught. But tell us about how that works and, and how much care we take in taking care of these fish. Well, we require you keep your fish in a live well or something aerated. Change the water as much as you possibly can. The fish has to be announced live at the weigh-in. Um, one of the first years of inexperience, we did get have one get across. Mm -hmm. and it was a it was a learning experience let yeah, me tell you boy. but uh the way crew that i use now everybody's instructed that you you call out that the fish is live mm -hmm. and it's it's not a problem everybody takes good care of their fish uh, we've had a couple accidents where one didn't make it but we have a crew in a normal year we have a crew on hand that fish hits a, a cooler with some water in it it's immediately return to the water and nurse back to health and sent on its way. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've probably weighed in a couple of thousand fish in your career here with the club and the tournaments and everything. And, you know, that's some pretty good uh, percentage of fish that uh, just get to swim away and be caught another day. In my tournaments, I can only think of three that didn't make it. And mm -hmm. one of them, the lady had it in the cooler and actually told me and didn't even bring it out of the cooler. Yeah. Oh, she, that's she right. Just, she just knew she had a problem, but it was already in the cooler and she admitted it and refused to even bring it out. So good honesty. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the North Dakota, Minnesota back and forth thing. Uh, I know that caused a lot of concern a few years back when the law changed uh, in, in Minnesota or North Dakota uh, for the Cats Incredible. Uh, that's why they quit fishing the North End because, you know, you can't catch a fish on the North Dakota side and bring it across state lines and release it in Minnesota even though it's the same body of water and it's the same thing with bait. Yeah. I don't even want to dig into it today. Let's just <laughs> skip it. I mean, it has to do with water transport. Yeah, it does. And it, it goes both ways. Yeah, so. it, it does. And aquatic nuisance species. Yep. Uh, we're also the club, uh, very, very careful about that. Uh, we try to educate the guys the best we can, but that's something that's happened. It's a realization. And, uh, you know, you thought, well, maybe those little zebra mussels won't make it this far, but, uh, they're around. Oh, they're here in force this year. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where you're seeing with the ANS now. It's a mm -hmm. big thing in North Dakota this year where they're requiring the sticker. Uh, it's included with your registration if the boat's in North Dakota, but out-of-state anglers are required by law to have the, I think it's $15 for the ANS sticker. Um, so just something to be aware of. Right now they're just trying to get the message out there from an awareness mm -hmm. standpoint that this is going on. Uh, so, so, yeah, be mindful of that as well. And they're here, so there's no there's no denying it now. So if you're leaving the red, make absolutely sure you do what they yeah, say. Yeah, you um, you must drain your boat, uh, drain it, everything, it, dry it, everything. Yep, all that stuff. All right, uh, moving on with tournaments. Uh, let's hear about that Drayton tournament. That's right. going to be spectacular this year. Drayton's been around for a long time. Last year, the committee changed the format to a full two-day due to a couple of meetings and the mayor chip olson wanting more people up there they had a fundraiser and put in a ten thousand guarantee for first place 60 boat max ten thousand guaranteed for first place and here's a shout out if you're not in i have two spots left down to two now two 
And uh, also, uh, Drayton, they pretty much shut down downtown and uh, just have a big old party too, don't they? Well, that's what they've been doing. I did a call into the committee meeting the other day. They're ironing out how to do their fish feed with the social distance rules. They're still unsure how they're going to do a band. Mm -hmm. But I just have to deal with the tournament. So one of the logistical things with 60 boats is where do you park them all? Yeah. So we kind of had a rough plan that they were going to You launch the boat and then we'll follow your driver up with an ATV or golf cart and run them back. And oh, we'll sure. Do that both ways mm -hmm. up and down the hill. Well, now they decided we're going to do a spectacle. So they're going to line all the trailers up on Main Street, both sides. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you it, come oh. through Drayton on August 8th or 9th, you're going to see 60 trailers mm -hmm. lined up right on Main Street. I've been still trying to get Brad to switch the dates of all his tournaments because with me working every other weekend, every oh. single one of his tournaments fall on the weekend I have to work. So Can't you, can't you switch with somebody? Well, I can, but you can only use up so many favors. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. you got to pay the piper, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when is the dates of the Drayton tournament? That is August 8th and 9th. Okay, do you think maybe things will be uh, even a little bit more loose by then? I mean, North Dakota already uh, up to 75% capacity indoors governor Burgum won't even he won't even talk about outdoors they're just basically leaving that to the towns the counties or whatever but you know that's a ways away maybe it uh, maybe things will be back to the new normal when, when that we, comes I'm around i'm hoping we can have a regular way in but mm -hmm. i'm prepared for an on the water if i need one yeah because uh, and we're gonna do the we're not gonna do the rules meeting okay we're not gonna do the awards yep. checks will be mailed the award or the rules meeting will be pre-recorded mm -hmm. and and see, the cool thing about the weigh-ins, too, is the, the spectators that get to show up. And, and some of these people have never seen a 15- or 20-pound catfish. Pretty impressive. And uh, that's where a lot of the fun is, too. Take a look at this picture that uh, Chris got me here. Yeah, oh, so yeah. this uh, two weeks ago, my neighbor, who's never caught a catfish on the river, I said, hey, jump in the boat, take you down there. So we went down gold eye fishing, brought his, uh, that's Josh Green, just graduated, uh, and then his son, Chase. So, um, yeah, jumped in the boat, went down there. We I thought, oh, we'll catch some gold eye. We have like, well, might as well throw out the cat rods while we're sitting here. And three of the four rods double over uh, at the same time. So we had a little bit of chaos going on in the boat um, with that all going on. But um, yeah, and he's got a, he's a, grew up in Devil's Lake, got a, like a 2013 ranger sitting in his oh, garage yeah. and you know his kid tells him i want to go catfishing more than walleye fishing so last week he dropped that boat in the river went fishing had an awesome time and good um his father-in-law just called me today at the store bought him two cat combos for a graduation gift and uh <laughs> so things are things are off and running that but that's how it starts yeah what, what's, uh, what's the story about this one too because that's a that's oh okay a, yeah a so walleye. so a couple weeks ago i was up lake of the woods fishing and my daughter uh we we got out fishing and within first five minutes caught a 28 incher. Um, she was pretty excited about that because that means uh, my folks' garage up there, you get to go on the wall with your pitcher as long as, but it's got to be over 20, 28 or bigger to get your pitcher in the garage on the wall. Oh, that's the cutoff. So she was excited to be the first grandkid to get in the on the wall of fame. Uh, and she's like, Dad, can we mount it? I said, No. I said, It has to be 30 inches or bigger. Mm -hmm. So we go out fishing on Sunday. That's a 31-incher that she caught there. <laughs> um, is your picture on that wall yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about now is uh, how catfish are completely different than other fish. Most fish, like the walleye pictures you saw, they spawn, you know, early spring. Catfish, they're a little different beast, aren't they? Well, they're a warm-water fish that somehow got up into the north country. So while the pike and the walleye and those are all done spawning and we're on for the summer our catfish are just now starting to think about it. So mm -hmm. 
This, all the writings on the wall, water temp a couple of days ago was 71. That's kind of the trigger. So yep. they're going to start spreading out, finding their nests, um, doing their thing for two or three weeks, and then they'll come back in force. Is this a little earlier than normal? Normally, isn't more towards the end or middle of end of June or kind of are in that area? In all the years of watching this, it's June 10th, give or take a week. Okay. So and that's right on. And that's kind of one of the reasons why uh, you have this Shields boundary battle in the month of June is to kind of make it a little bit tougher on the fishermen or? There was a lot of things that went into that. Mm -hmm. um, to have tournaments the size we have, we have to separate 30 days between yep. each other to be able to have them. So we had to be 30 days before, after Cat's Incredible to fit. Yep. I obviously have to watch the guiding calendar. Mm -hmm. So. That's why it, part of the reason it ended up there is because typically that slows down going into the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And it just figured, you know, if you're going to have a tournament, let's make it a little challenging. Oh, and it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, what else we want to talk about? Well, one thing I want, um, just a technique too, as far as what most guys are doing out there for catfishing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it, I think the perception is, is you just got to throw a four ounce weight on the bottom, let it sit. But there's so many different ways to catch catfish. Uh, so don't forget about, I mean, I had a really good pattern going a couple of years ago, fishing below a dam, throwing just a one inch little crankbait and catching a lot of catfish mm -hmm. on this. As it started out as gold eye fishing, I just kept catching catfish and, you know, if they're biting uh, below a dam a couple of feet below the surface, uh, you know, they're not just on the bottom, they're, they're everywhere. They're the apex predator. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. they want to eat, they eat. I mean, go back two weeks or 10 days. Yeah. Memorial day. Memorial weekend. If you were there in the morning or right at dusk. They were busting all over, slamming gold eyes on the surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was nuts. Um, we went out to caught 26 fish in a matter of a couple hours that day. And, uh, well, you had a stretch that Sunday and Monday. What you get, 101 fish I think you caught in two days? Something like that. I only fished 12 hours. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked catfish, it's a lot of food. The, uh, hey, hey, we didn't keep them. We are I know that. catch and release. Here. I know <laughs> that. I just said if you did. And I think baits, too, is a big thing, although it's simple where, you know, it's hook and weight. But as far as the bait, there's all sorts of things that people mm -hmm. are using. Anywhere. And it, people, like catfishmen are just as crazy as any other species, walleye guys, too. Because, I mean, I've talked to guys, literally, uh, this guy would buy water dogs, slit the belly, put shrimp in the belly of the water dog, and hand sew it back up. I can't make that up. No, oh, jeepers. <laughs> never heard that one before. No, I have never heard that one either. Um, I mean, and we've seen all kinds of different baits, but uh, what do you guys prefer? Uh, I guess I'm more of a gold eye, and frogs would probably be my second choice. Okay, okay. Whatever's going to work. Yeah, I mean, it kind of changes, you know, beginning of the year, suckers, gold eyes, more towards the end of the year, frogs work better. Um, I know we pretty much live and die by suckers and gold eyes but um i've taken it to another level though i've kind of figured out there's certain water temps where you got to have frozen suckers mm -hmm. yep certain times of year where you got to kill your bait the night before you fish so they're of the right stench and yep different weird things like that you got to play with too now when you speak of stench uh you don't really get the the stink bait to work as good around here and and, and you always hear that guys down south why is that well this Stink bait, if you start doing the research into it, it's more of a, it's a manufactured bait. You can buy it anywhere. One big problem we have here is the current tears it off the hook right away. Yeah. But smaller fish, and a lot of places aren't as lucky as we are to have big fish. The mm -hmm. smaller fish are just scavenging, looking for any kind of meal they can find. 
So if you're in a place that has lots of smaller fish and you're looking for a meal, that's the way to go. Cause you're going to catch a lot of fish really fast because they're scrounging mm-hmm. for whatever they can get. When you get into that 15, 20 pounders, like we're targeting, they have options. They can hunt down a two pound walleye. Yeah. They can, they don't need to scrounge around for something stinky. Not saying they won't take it, just mm-hmm. saying it's not their favorite. They're hunting more than they're scavenging at that point. And, and you know, uh, when you go down south, a lot of these stink baits, uh, they're using them in reservoirs and lakes exactly. and things like that. Now, and we've all heard this firsthand, um, you know, we get some of the guys that come from, from south of uh, North Dakota, Minnesota. The Red River of the North is probably the best channel cat fishery in North America. It's got to be up at the top. How many? I say it's number one. Yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys come from all over the place to fish with you at Brad Durick Outdoors. Where's the farthest they've driven for just to come fishing with you? I had a guy fly in from Miami, Florida to fish with his dad once. Wow. Um, I had a guy fly specifically here once from Virginia just to fish. A couple guys from Pennsylvania flew in just to fish. Hmm. Just because they've heard about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, those folks are usually the people that are in their late 50s to 70s and said, I've been reading about this my whole life. It's time I check it out. And they always usually leave with a smile, don't Most they? Most of the time. I had a guy two years ago drive up from Arkansas for two days of fishing. His friend is like, the whole time, I can't believe you drug me all the way across the country to try to catch a fish. And then we got Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> and the friend changed his tune really, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big thing, the size of the catfish compared to what a lot of these guys are used to ca- catching and maybe we're further down south. Where you look at uh, in the last four or five years, we've averaged, the average weight per fish is over 10 pounds. Yeah. Uh, with the biggest, you know, uh, caught so far week one was 19.8. Uh, in 2017, big fish for that year was 24.4, caught by Chris Taylor. So, um, yeah, I'd, maybe Brad, what's Brad's biggest catfish? I have a verified 28. Wow. I'm still tickling 23, and I've been doing this for a long time, too. I added up the May stats. I've had 11 through the boat over 20 this year. Wow, already. Yeah, and uh, we didn't even get to fish league in May. Well, at least you got to get out there. I was out there a lot. All right, this coming Wednesday, uh, now we are supposed to be on the Minnesota side, but uh, Minnesota's still a little, you know, different than North Dakota, so... Uh, we're going to do it a little different this coming week. Uh, normally, we would be at the Whopper John boat ramps on the North Dakota side one week. The next week, we would go to uh, Lafave Park behind Cabela's. What are they going to do this coming week? Uh, what we're going to do is we're using a Lincoln Park permit from North Dakota this, this next week. So we've got permission from City of East Grand Forks to use the ramp, use the parking lot. So drop your money off, get in the water, and then we'll do on the water weigh-in mm-hmm. again because we can't have a personal weigh-in in the state of Minnesota. So yep. it'll be a North Dakota weigh-in. Uh, it'll be set up between Lincoln Park and the Point Bridge somewhere. You'll know my boat, Silver John boat. It's all oh, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. It. Any last words, guys? I know, Chris, you got to get back to work. Yeah. Um, no, thanks for having me on, John. And, uh, yeah, just uh, if you're something you're thinking about uh, and, and you want to try it, by all means, come down. It's, you know, safety is our biggest um, priority, too, down there. So, And that's why we have where you can launch anytime after 5. You just can't start fishing till 6. So it, that just takes it out of play, whether you got a 21-foot ranger or a 16-foot lund. You can go motor to a spot, throw out the rods, and start fishing at 6 like anyone else. So it really equals the playing field, not having a shotgun start. It's, mm-hmm. it's a heck of a lot safer, and it's a lot of fun. So I encourage anyone to take advantage of it. It doesn't have to be a league. Um, if you know a neighbor or yourself that has a boat and just want to go put it in there and, and uh, fish for an afternoon or an evening, 
highly encourage it. It's awesome. Yeah, why don't you let us know about a uh, website and everything like that? Maybe somebody wants to try this and uh, they could reach out to one of us. Our website is rrvcatfish.com. It's basically just got the schedule on it right now and mm-hmm. the contact information. Our Facebook page, which is just search Red River Valley Catfish League, and uh, that's updated weekly, bi-weekly. That's all current right now. So, so any of you guys? One of us and we'll, we'll get it taken care of. Yeah, so if anybody out there has got any questions, maybe they want to get into this thing, uh, you know, we've only had one week. We're accepting members still. Yeah, and, and it's very easy to do, and it's a fun time. And it, one nice thing, too, and I remember when I first started uh, catfishing, all the guys in the club, very helpful. Uh, they, they might look at your gear and go, That's, I wouldn't do that. You know, don't do that. Um, and then they'll help you out until you start beating them. And then that's pretty much, well, I think I've helped you out enough. <laughs> See, that's why I have no dog in this fight. I can say anything I want. <laughs> yeah, I think current, current, current membership for 2020, we're at 68. Okay. Signed up. Uh, the high so far was 96 members two years ago. So um, I wouldn't doubt one bit that we're going to be right in that 90 or yep. higher mark again, just based on with everything that's going on, the amount of people that are outside doing, uh, finding a reason to get outdoors again, which is just awesome to see. I know that weekend I was up Lake of the Woods, and typically on that weekend there'd be maybe 30 boat trailers on the, at the lot there, and I'm guessing it was probably closer to about 120. Wow. So it was. it's a lot of people out fishing, uh, so... Uh, just keep it going. Well, just look at the North Landing last weekend. I mean, yeah. normally a 10 trailers parked at any given time is a big day. They were up in overflow. It was almost like a league night on Sunday. Yeah, and another nice thing about fishing on the red, uh, never seems to be mosquitoes over the red. Until you touch the bank. Yeah, until you touch the bank. <laughs> it just means you got to stay out fishing longer. You yeah, know, we've been talking about boats all day. To just get out. There's a lot of shore in this city, too. There is. And, uh, you know, on a typical night, you can see, well, we've seen river otters. Of course, you see bald eagles and beavers and muskrats. You see deer. The bird, the bird life uh, is crazy. And it's especially now when everything's turning green, it is really a nice mm-hmm. piece of water. You even take a little cruise on. Yeah, even, you know, going to go back to the shore thing for a second, but. You, you know, anybody can get started. It's, it doesn't have to be expensive. If you, even if you want to just go sit on the bank, stop over, talk to Chris or Ben at Shield, mm-hmm. get you hooked up for 40 or 50 bucks with everything you need. And yeah. Just go find a spot. That whole greenway is public access. Right. So it's not hard to get to just to throw some bait in the water and see what you can find. We always called it C&C night. On Sunday nights, we would uh, head down right after work and set up the grill and catfish and cooking. And we would just grill out right there and throw the rods Perfect. out, fish till midnight. And everyone had a ton of fun. We'd get probably 12, 15 guys down there every night and uh, on Sundays. And it just it's awesome. Hey, if you guys want to find out more, you heard the website. So you can also call uh, 218-791-3762 if you have any questions about the Red River Valley Catfish Club. Chris Rude, Brad Dirk, uh, thank you guys for being on the show once again today. Uh, there you go. Your show today is brought to you by Home of Economy. Got their big fair food extravaganza coming up Saturday, June 13th. Grand Fork's best source will be there live all day long. Man, they are going to have some good food. Skip's Gourmet Grub, Top Hog, Little Bangkok, SNS Specialty Foods, and Bratwurst Kings. Buckland Concessions with those mini donuts, Tacho Man, Yum Yum Truck, a Berry Burst, Frozen Yogurt, and Frozen Blended Coffee. You're going to find some awesome one-day savings throughout the entire store. Join us as we broadcast all day. Find us to win some swag. Go to Home of Economy's events page and uh, find out more information on that, all right? Fair Food Extravaganza Saturday with Home of Economy and Grand Fork's Best Source. Well, make sure you join us Monday. 
as it's a health and wellness day. Carla Hansen from Save Kids will join us. Remember to like, share, and tag us. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody. We're Grand Fork's best source, giving Grand Fork's an identity again.